the free council. Can you feel it? Magic still exists, like a stunted tree twisted under the weight of the abyss. Nations call fire from the sky when it's time for war. Voices drift on invisible waves from New York to Jakarta, from Magadishu, Mogadishu, Mogadishu to Moscow. The world is full grown to a, a flood. These eras have coincided with some of the greatest achievements in human history, but also with its wars and disasters. Do mages cause such events or take their lessons to heart? So many layers of conspiracy exist between between of sigils and runes. Men and women will die for a flag or work themselves ragged for a brand. This is an age of power and opportunity. And the awakened can see supernal shadows overlaying it all. If they look at it the right way. But it's an age of horror too. Because power doesn't have an ethos. The tools of power are there for, for the taking, but the management is bad, very bad indeed. The Free Council means to change that. This age, this time of glorious chaos, needs to be translated into awakened wisdom. In a new kind of alchemy, the Council will change the trappings of the sleepers. Quesens into its undoing. Atlantis is a worthy dream, but to the free council, the mage make the mistake of casting their lot with the past, ensuring that they will always be lesser than their ancestors. The order sees the awakened city as a spiritual idea, but doesn't believe that its old rights are the best way to renew awakened power. It holds that virtuality, any virtually any method, as long as it captures some genuine meaning, can be used to invoke the supernal realms. Humanity found the essential spark of awakening in prehistory and never forgot. The quiescence can only subdue it. Human beings recreate the mage and sleeping humanity that it's high that it that, that it's nigh impossible to tell who bears the burden of being recreate of being no, of the burden of history, but during these pr 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 pivotal periods, arcana knowledge increases. In the early 19th century, cabals across Europe expounded a startling theory that up that upheaval led to genuinely new occult proxies not mere shadows of Atlantis. Men and women were not 
as weak as the exarchs supposed and strained against their prison across the generations. The new movement gave itself hundreds of different names based on everything from sleeper inspiration to esoteric humor. Conflict was inevitable. It spanned the globe through the charms of the Boxer Rebellion, the guns of the American West, and the bombs of the London anarchists. Mysterium historians call it the Nameless War, for at the time, the other orders refused to even give the revolutionaries a common name. After all, names grant symbolic power. The heirs of Atlantis, for all their internal strife, wanted to see history bury these apostates. The war left the rebels bloody but unbowed, and even increased their membership. Young members of the traditional orders defected, charmed by the opportunities offered by rebel factions. Even so, the nameless rebels couldn't prove their worth to the ancient orders until they took a stand for something instead of against tradition. The signs of wisdom all around them, even even this fallen world, great this fallen world's great refusal fulfilled this requirement. Awakened society has always had its share of rebels and strange ge geniuses, mages who could never accept the easy answer of Atlantean tradition. The silver ladder cast them out. The adamantine arrow refused to protect them, and the mysterium expunged their words from history. But the awakened have always been sensitive to the spirit of an age, and there have been times when the trickle of malcontent has has sense has sensitive to the spirit of the malcontent has the seers of the throne knew that the rebels represented a great opportunity. Nameless mages embraced the sleeping world's technologies and fashions. They could be used to wipe out all memory of Atlantis together. The seers and the nameless could create a world where humanity could not even conceive of the occult, mending the final few flaws that remained in the world prison the exarchs had created. The seers of the throne sent emissaries to nameless cabals, offering them wealth and power in exchange for an alliance that would wed technology and cultural magic to an agenda of control. The nameless order declined. They declined with guns, bombs, and mind-crushing arts. On New Year's Eve in 1899, 
the great refusal of 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 alliance concluded with the official information of the free council members of which had finally discovered a common in enemy the spirit of the modern world would be liberty not technology and it was time to explore it the elder orders would have you think that the free council consists of poorly trained punks and polit politicians blowhards who endanger everyone around them with poor wrought spells and who defiled the supernal world. Arcane power is not wisdom. A free council, no, the free council discovered that truth when it questioned the Atlantean orthodoxy. For all their power, even great masters were blind to the new truths of the quickening age. It was time to drop the old hierarchies and seek the truth through democracy and consensus. Levels of initiation and secrets barred from the so-called unworthy were all the worse because they replicated the values of the exarchs and their seers of the throne. The Free Council insists that humanity was never meant to abase itself for the sake of occult training. Magic exists now, and it's moving forward as swiftly as a thought. Cling to tradition, and you'll get left behind. Sometimes the novice mage might speak up for the free council out of sheer con contrariness but might also seek to escape the burden of apprenticeship many mages treat their pupils as slaves and cannon fodder in battles for ancient lore a few masters even cripple their apprentices development because they're afraid of being surpassed resentment re builds and apprentice apprentices leave the free council offers an environment in which a young mage a young mage's ideas are debated freely but novices who expect total license to act as they see fit are in a in for a surprise the Free Council takes democracy seriously, but doesn't take it every notion, but, do, but doesn't take to every notion, and there are many that is flung on the table. There are many that is flung on the table. Many that is flung on the table. <clears throat> like mages everywhere, liberties lead dangerous lives, fighting rivals and searching for magical power. They believe in security and mutual aid. Empty rebellion doesn't help either. 
after running the gauntlet of debate and the sporadic violence of council missions, survivors are tempered into idealistic but practical occultists who have a flexible set of capabilities. Liberties tend to be generalists outside of their arcane specialties. Their intense interest in culture and technology and their iconoclasm iconoclasm makes their the ideal member a combination of engineer, anthropologist, and gorilla. Young mages aren't the only ones who join the free council, however. Veteran sorcerers align themselves with the order to either reject their former corrupt allegiances or to explore radical occult theories. Experiment, experienced defectors add political clout and arcane power to the cause. Libertines all have a common interest in the contemporary culture and tend to be skeptical of Atlantean heritage. Some of them doubt that Atlantis ever even existed. In any event, they believe that it's useless to limit themselves to tradition. In Atlantis, no, if Atlantis existed in any age, it should be the future and should be the better place than any legend describes. Of course, Free council members rarely agree on the best model for an awakened or mundane society. Their sanctums ring with the competing voices of anarchists, free market capitalists, and partisans of countless other doctrines. <laughs>